0: Welcome to LifeBeat. I'm your host today, Chris Gass. Joining me is Anna Visser and Emily Kroll. Ladies, welcome.
1: Hello. Good morning.
0: All hail the Michigan Court of Claims. The Long live the Court of Claims.
2: The most powerful court in the land.
0: In the world. <laughs> With the power to, of the life and death.
2: Inerrable. I am the law, Judge Gleiker. Right. Or is it so pleasure? today
0: we're going to talk about Judge Dredd, I mean Judge Elizabeth <laughs> Gleiker. Uh, we're going to talk about another case that is before the Michigan Court of Claims. Of course, uh, if you've been following the abortion issue at all in Michigan, there are now, uh, there were two, there's now three lawsuits seeking to create an uh, unlimited right to abortion that uh, we are all subjected to. We're also going to talk about a really good article by uh, Charlie Camassee, um that kind of touches on, you know, who's driving this abortion issue uh, besides the Michigan Court of Claims. Um, and spoiler alert, it's not poor people. All right. So do you want to talk about the new lawsuit or the old lawsuit first?
2: I mean, the, the old lawsuit kind of leads into the new lawsuit.
0: Okay. So, uh, of course, uh, Gretchen Whitmer has sued and wants the Michigan Supreme Court to create a right to abortion in the Michigan Constitution. Planned Parenthood, oddly enough, also sued on the same day.
2: With their good buddies, yeah. ACLU.
0: And sued the Michigan Court of Claims to claim, again, that there is a right to abortion in the Michigan Constitution. And uh, this case was assigned to a judge, Elizabeth uh, we're not entirely sure if it's Gleicher or Gleicher.
2: G L E I C H E R.
0: We're all readers, and so when you're a reader and you see a word, it's difficult. You don't, you don't listen. You're not a listener, you know. Um, but in any case, uh, a little bit of her background was she was the lawyer for the 1997 Mahaffey case before the Michigan Court of Appeals, where the Michigan Court of Appeals said. Uh, Duh, there's no right to abortion in the Michigan Constitution. So uh, she is hearing a case. She's basically hearing the same case now uh, 25 years later.
2: But she's not even hearing the case.
0: Okay, we'll we'll get there.
2: Yeah, okay. We'll get there. She's examining
1: a case. Right,
0: so she's basically revisiting her own case that got slapped down. 25 years ago. I
1: think I put it in the pro-life update. She's trying to redeem her loss.
0: Redeem her loss. Mm -hmm. And um, so not only was she representing Planned Parenthood in that case, in other words, in a sense, an employee, a paid member of Planned Parenthood staff, she has since then remained a major donor. Well, I shouldn't say major donor, but necessarily- A consistent donor. A consistent
1: donor to Planned
0: Parenthood. So she is on Team Planned Parenthood. I think she
1: also has received an award from them, too. Could be. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: So she's basically playing for Team Abortion, and she's the one that got this case. Now, why was this case filed with her court through the Court of Claims? Um, Well, they knew that the Attorney General, Dana Nessel, has refused to uh, uphold the law, which is, of course, a violation of her oath. But, you know, Dana Nessel really doesn't care. If Dana Nessel doesn't like you or a particular issue, whatever the law is, doesn't really matter. So Dana Nessel says, I'm going to refuse to hear the case. And in the court of claims, to intervene in the lawsuit, it requires another government agency. No other government agency did so. And so the logical result would have been there's no controversy. There's, no, there's actually no case being heard. There's no, you know, the law isn't even in effect right now. Um, so the case ought to be dismissed. In fact, even Dana Nessel, even Dana Nessel said to the media, yeah, this case should really be dismissed. And everything, all the attention should go to the governor's case because uh, the governor's asking the Supreme Court to intervene.
1: Do you think that the governor filed her lawsuit and then Planned Parenthood was like, oh, we want to do it too, just to...
0: Leroy Jenkins? I don't know. Because um, that's
1: kind of what it seems like.
0: Again, sometimes we assume that uh, because they have so many billionaires a- and can uh, throw money around, that they are also intelligent <laughs> and wise. But I would say that my observation is they many times make completely boneheaded decisions. So well, I don't I just know if there's an overarching strategy or this is just a boneheaded decision on their
1: part. I just remember the day that the governor announced her l- lawsuit like, no media picked up Planned Parenthood's lawsuit because they were filed at the same time. And they tweeted, guys, we also have a lawsuit too. Like, check it out. <laughs> um, not that I would
2: have a great inside source of information, um, but <laughs> Anna's laughing. Um, it. They have mentioned multiple times um, the ACLU has described their lawsuit with Planned Parenthood and the governor's lawsuit and their crazy petition tri- or drive as their three-pronged strategy. Mm-hmm. So, I sure mean, guys. it could have been most likely that these two lawsuits happened to come out on the same day,
1: and then they're like, oh, but we're best friends. Um, either way, it doesn't really matter. I don't think that happened. I think they found out that the governor was filing a lawsuit, and they were like, oh, we want you too. join the club we want to join
2: like like uh, there's a lot of analogies going through my my head about this one but (laughs) basically hey if everyone's filing a lawsuit just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do
0: so to recap we have team planned parenthood filing a lawsuit to be heard by team planned parenthood uh that is refusing to be defended by team planned parenthood um, so, is basically like the same sports team is the ref, the announcers, the spectators, uh, you know, this, the scrimmage inner team. And, but in the end, Dana Nessel says, well, you got to throw it out because there's no case and there's no defendant. However, Team Planned Parenthood, Judge Glyker decides, oh, I'm going to issue a preliminary injunction. Uh, and remember that this case was involving. Um, was did this case involve just the county prosecutors, or was that the governor's? That's the governor's okay. case. Okay, um, but basically, a preliminary injunction saying no, Michigan can't enforce this law. It's not currently really enforceable.
1: Yeah, no. it's not even in good, most cases.
0: Yep. So, and and the so the case is not done. But however, by filing such a preliminary injunction, the judge is essentially saying that there's a high probability that Planned Parenthood will succeed in discovering the magic hidden abortion right in the Michigan Constitution.
2: Yeah, and I think we've kind of, as crazy as it seems, we've understated uh, Judge Gleicher, Gleicher, I'm I'm never going to say it right, we've understated her participation and work
1: with the aclu because in she Parenthood. understated it she was like oh i will be impartial <laughs> yeah right Yeah, so you have to put it in perspective this
2: woman was an attorney for the aclu on every single what she calls reproductive rights case in the state of michigan for about 20 years right this isn't just someone who like oh well i lost well, she didn't say she lost the case. Obviously, she thinks she doesn't. But the, the Mahaffey case, this is someone who had been pushing for abortion for decades, kept losing in court, gets appointed to the Court of Appeals, and now all of a sudden she wants to correct the record.
1: So mm.
0: so this is, so the equivalent would be this is Judge Emily Crawl <laughs> deciding on her own uh, to violate legal procedure, uh, disregard the rules of how a case should work, and just deciding that there's actually a human life amendment already in the Michigan Constitution, and abortion is entirely banned, and we win everything, boom.
1: Yeah. I did see your Facebook post about
2: that. <laughs> I mean, but really, that's what it is. Yeah. If we're going to go with go back with the, the sports analogy, plan, Team Planned Parenthood against Team plant Parenthood, The judge is a ref. Both teams laid down and took a nap on the field, and then she just decided to score all the points.
0: They won a thousand to one. You know, thousand
2: to one thousand, and you know, thousand to zero. And no one even touched the ball. Yep.
0: Oops. Yep. Uh, It's a joke. You know, can anyone really pretend that she's impartial? Like, I know reporting is, you like, kind of just, but like. Who in their I mean, right mind thinks she's being fair? Every if, you reporter, think you, if you think that, I'm sorry, you are you just are not, you're, I don't want to insult you, but no.
1: Every reporter has pointed that out, that she has connections. They're not just like, oh, this judge did this. They're not just connections.
2: She was their attorney. Okay? She was on their page. It's not just connections. They're, they're best buds.
1: Yeah. So, and they, didn't they say that she was randomly selected?
0: Sure. (laughs) Sure, Jan. Randomly selected.
1: Randomly selected.
0: Well, uh, we will, we're still, uh, we're involved, we're still pursuing with the ADF, (laughs) uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, what we're going to do about that. Obviously, this is legally unjust, and uh, I believe that we called it egregious, and um, it's not really law. This isn't democracy, this isn't the rule of law, this isn't court procedure. It's just the raw exercise of power with absolutely zero care about what anyone thinks. It's a judge
2: gone rogue. Baby's
0: got to die. Mm-hmm. Baby's got to die, no matter the cost. Um, so let's move on. So today, this morning, we learned of a third lawsuit. And this one is by a group called the Elizabeth Katie Stanton Trust, which is terribly ironic because, of course, the early feminists were not big fans of abortion at all. You can find some pretty strong condemnations of it. Um, but uh, they filed the lawsuit. Also, surprise, surprise, in the Court of Claims... <laughs>
2: Team Elizabeth, here ...against, we
0: surprise, surprise, Dana Nessel uh, with, surprise, surprise, a pro-abortion judge randomly selected... <laughs> and their legal theory is uh, even more audacious than uh, than uh, than Ms. Glyker's theory, which she's now ruling on, her own legal theory. Um, they are claiming that the Equal Rights Amendment, which was an amendment that uh, was attempted to be placed in the U.S. Constitution, it failed because they went past their legally decided deadline. They couldn't get enough states to ratify it and it's been dead for decades. Uh, this group is suing Dana Nessel, demanding that she uh, declare the Equal Rights Amendment as part of the U.S. Constitution and therefore applies to all Michigan law, including, of course, allowing the US unlimited Constitution? abortion. Constitution? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, So we're going to see, I believe, it was uh, Judge Shapiro in this case. And of course, Dana Nessel, as the news article in, in uh, the news service Gongwer was exp- uh, saying, uh, you know, Dana Nessel's all about the ERA and thinks it is part of the Constitution. It's not. Like, it's not.
2: <laughs> Santa Claus is more real so she, than she, Yeah, is in so the she's going to say,
0: oh, I'm not going to defend it. The pro abortion judge, I mean, we'll see what happens, but the pro abortion judge could essentially unilaterally amend the United States Constitution. As far as it applies in the state of Michigan with imaginary an imaginary amendment We're not even, we're not even talking about penumbras formed by emanations and all this stuff this in is, Roe versus this Wade. is
2: straight up hallucination. We are now like
0: fan fi- we're writing fan fiction. Oh God fan fiction
2: <laughs> and it's into the Constitu-
0: United <laughs> States Constitution, one state so we'll have a United States constitution for Michigan and 49 other. Uh, United States Constitutions, I guess. it
2: mm-hmm. It's been a while since I took a, a civics class and a in a government class, but um pretty sure that's not how it works.
0: That's not even nullification where a state just says, "Oh, we don't, we're going to ignore that." This is I inventification?
2: <laughs> I, it's hallucination. F- Fiction
0: fictionication? <laughs> I what do you like if if this I mean Gleicher's lawsuit is making a joke of our court system Mm -hmm. and our democratic process. Mm -hmm. Michigan voters had their say on this, you know.
2: Multiple times.
0: Multiple times. The legislators, multiple times. Courts, multiple times. Every time we won. Suddenly now, they win. But now, uh, I guess, you know, the ERA, which, of course, like the Anything Goes abortion amendment, the petition drive they're circulating around, wouldn't just apply to abortion, but would apply to pretty much everything in michigan law well beyond the abortion issue and this group is just demanding that uh you know this imaginary part of the u.s constitution is now in command of I mean, every michigan law on the there's
2: books. good reasons why it was never ratified there's good reasons why it failed
0: right well, let's talk about that for a second so just like so you understand like you know this is not just we don't like these people like these people are <laughs> deranged lunatics
1: Yes, we also just don't like
0: people. who should not be allowed near a court of law, near a law degree,
2: near a scalpel, or, or
0: the bar, or anywhere. Yeah. So, um, the so Congress passed the law. So in the in the process for for ratifying this Equal Rights Amendment, Congress said you have a deadline of I think it was like two years or something, mm-hmm. maybe even five years, um, and if you don't get it, then it's not ratified. So the time. Came and passed. There weren't enough states. And that should have been it. And then Congress that ex- was it for ex- a very long and, time. Yeah, and then I think Congress tried to extend the deadline, and they still didn't get enough. And that was it. And, and so it was done. But then this theory in the last few years, they've just decided, oh, well, we're going to get a couple other states to ratify it past the deadline.
2: And remember, a couple states since then have taken away the ratification
0: right so they so they want to say that uh so they want the original vote in congress not to count but to still count for ratification they want uh state votes that happened long ago to count they want any state that voted against ratification to withdraw it not to count but they want votes now to count if they ratify it but in the future, if another state doesn't want to ratify it, you know, then not to... Basically, I win no matter what. You lose no matter what.
2: Mm-hmm. Doesn't for, matter. For Pretty people much. who scream up and down the street about democracy, they sure seem to hate it.
0: Democracy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so your vote, whatever we vote and we win counts. Whenever you vote and you win, it doesn't count.
1: Doesn't it just make you wonder? Like, we do... Everything we possibly can, but they're just going to cheat regardless.
0: Yeah, they don't, believe, they, really, they don't really believe in America. They don't believe in the republic. They don't believe in democracy. It's it's empty words.
1: Like, either way, they're, they're probably going to get what they want. They're
0: cynical little toddlers.
1: Well, they only get
2: what they want if we stop trying. I mean, that's really what it is. You can lie and cheat and steal all you want, but eventually... It's, you're gonna reach the end of right. the uh, end of the line, um, and hopefully this will be the end of the line for a lot of things with abortion.
0: Now let's get real for a moment. Now, we Rights Life of Michigan is it's our mission. We're gonna abide by the law. We're gonna work through our democratic process when we say democracy. Like we actually believe it. You know, yeah, novel concept, um, but this abortion distortion for so many years now, and now that it's finally being corrected, as it always should have been, it's never part of the U.S. Constitution, and now they're going above and beyond to find ways of cheat. Mm-hmm. I mean, the American people are watching this, and what are they learning? Laws don't matter. Yeah, votes don't matter. you can get away with whatever you, know, you, you can want. Lect- you're, you're lecturing someone about democracy while you throw out their vote. I mean, you're teaching people a very... Very ugly truth.
2: Yeah, and it's, they also, it truth, but. They're, they're in a position where, like the abortion industry, and I call them their groupies, in now, I used to call them lobbyists, so then I called them activists, now I call them groupies. Um, we're changing the language as we go here, but <laughs> a Trafalgar poll just came out, that, mm-hmm. and it found that only 11.9% of Americans are in favor of abortion up to birth that is the position of the the abortion industry like that is what they want that is what they are pursuing they've pursued it in congress and failed Mm -hmm. they're pursuing it across all of the states and the the american people just is not there people do not want to allow abortion up through birth for any reason and They have to play these dirty tricks because if it was a free and fair fight, if it was allowing people's votes to count, they would lose handily. Yeah,
0: Yeah, the 12% should prevail over the 88% no matter what votes or procedures. And then they should ask themselves how long should they expect pro-life people to care about laws, you know? if we get you know pro life people get elected to office just as one many implications from that but one you know why why doesn't why isn't a pro life judge just say oh abortion bad gone the end i win Why not
2: yeah on the you plus know, side a, a team
0: to extend the sports analogy a team we're going there again a team that's I love playing sports. football and the other team comes out and they have baseball bats and they start taking out the knees of the other players oh. and Uh, killing fans in the stands and you know just shilling out money to refs right in front of everybody and laughing about it and celebrating it and holding signs while they're doing it how long is that other football team gonna sit there and uh, take it just food for thought not that we're calling for for
2: violence never would the good thing is they are showing they're crazy they and are. It's very evident.
0: And if you're a person, and maybe you're on the fence about the abortion issue, and you're listening to this, you know, you just have to ask yourself: if we're teaching people that you can just cheat and do whatever you want to get whatever result you want, uh, maybe you thought the previous president was doing that on the January sixth or something. I don't know, but just keep in mind that for abortion, for elected officials that are supporting abortion, who are just okay with this. None of your rights are sacred in any respect. So just keep in mind, if they win on this, this way, what's next? What's next? All right. Before I go off the deep end, speaking of crazy elites um, or cynical elites, however you may think about it. Or both. Let's talk about, this is a really interesting article. So uh, Charlie Camesy. Charles Camus, he is a uh, professor, I think he's still a professor at Fordham University. He's kind of uh, basically like a pro-life Democrat. I think he wrote a book about, you know, how do we navigate this as a divided country. Um, I'd say he's gotten kind of red-pilled in recent years. uh, Kind of a Sisyphus there, you know, pushing the pro-life rock up the mountain in the Democratic Party. Sadly, the party's become so monolithic. Um, but he, uh, he had a great article that uh, just came out, and I think today. And the title of it is, Advocate for Abortion If You Must, But Don't Say Poor People Made You Do It. And so I just want to read a couple quotes that instead of crazy things pro boards say, let's have interesting things that pro-life people say. Um, there okay. you go. How about that? I New like that. We and
1: should do that every week. Two different things. Compare them.
0: (laughs) Here's some ridiculous, yeah, here's some ridiculous, psychotic Mm -hmm. rambling. And here's some intelligent thoughtful reason. So uh, his entire point was that um, about, like, if you actually look at polling, who supports abortion? It's not poor people. Um, Just one example, you know, for households making under $40,000 per year in the Gallup poll, only 30% want unlimited abortions in all cases for households making over $100,000 that jumps up to 40%. And he has all sorts of other polls and examples in here. But just some of the quotes, like here's one that just kind of made me laugh. It's kind of sad though. One can't swing one's Gucci handbag these days without hitting a handful of privileged folk speaking on behalf of poor people and especially poor people of color as a way of bolstering their own support of abortion rights. Um, We look at statistics, and, you know, abortion does happen in every income level, but it is poor women having most of the abortions. Mm -hmm. And if you look at polling, it would seem to indicate they don't really see it as empowerment. Um, I think, was it Frederica Matthews Green or someone said that a woman wants an abortion like an animal wants to gnaw its, caught in a trap, wants to gnaw its own leg off. Yeah. Um,
1: That's really sad. It is really
0: sad. But it's these people who make a lot of money, very college educated, in these elite positions who are willing to just impose abortion, no matter the cost. Um, Here's another great quote. Uh, These numbers force us to confront a demonic state of affairs. Those who are most likely to oppose abortion are the very folks more likely to be structurally coerced into abortion. You know,
2: that's deep. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because really and I love how he used in their coerced into abortion because really that's what a lot of it is. We find um, even polls by pro-abortion sources find that 70 between 70 and 90 percent of women feel pressured into getting abortions, um, that there's some form of coercion from friends or family or society And most, the abortion industry says to women, particularly poor women, that you can't be a mother and succeed. You can't, and not even that, you can't even carry a baby for nine months, give birth, and then let another family adopt that child and succeed. It's completely ridiculous.
0: Yeah. One more quote, uh, and we'll finish up here for a couple minutes. To watch privileged prognosticators consistently invoke poor people of color to defend their abortion stances then is quite a spectacle. If we took the time to actually listen to these populations, if we actually centered their views and experiences, it would directly directly challenge Roe's abortion-friendly policies. Handed down from high on, of course, by a group of privileged and overwhelmingly white men. It would challenge the road-delivered abortion extremism that the United States currently shares with only seven other countries. Um, yeah. Here's abortion. You know, th- these people generally are very almost utopian in outlook. We can fix all these problems. We just need the right policies. We just need the right culture. But when it comes to unborn children, kill it. Yeah. There's no There's no long-term solution. Kill it. You need it. Go have an abortion. Well, they Good think for a, you. they think abortion is the
1: solution to all these problems, but we still have the problems after fifty years of abortion. Right.
0: Someone said the other inflation. How do we solve inflation? Kill it.
1: I did see that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kill it. All right. Yeah. Great solution there. Yeah. Congresswoman, um, it is. It is a, a cabal, a tiny group conspiracy if you will at this point in Michigan as far as the courts are concerned of people who are just uh, wedded to this idea of abortion we can never do any better it has to stay it's the foundation of women's rights or I who knows anymore since it's not about women um <laughs> it abortion is it Abortion is the sum total of justice. It is the Constitution. It's the it's the Michigan State Constitution. It's the foundation of equal rights, for you know, for all you know, our entire American society and civilization itself, in their mind, seems to be stacked on a foundation of 61 million dead babies.
2: Yeah, that's and all the other
0: crap that we talk about democracy and laws and. You know, normalcy and blah, 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 blah. It's just kind of, uh, I don't know, just gets thrown away the second we say, hey, do, do we need to kill children to, like, have, a, have a, a life that doesn't involve starvation and death? You know, like, say, 1972 in Michigan, which, of course, as we've said, you know, not perfect, but uh, was not a dystopian hellscape that... Uh, Everyone was trying to escape from. Actually, Michigan was doing quite well in population growth. Yeah, it was. Back then, people wanted to look. In. Anyway. Um, yeah.
1: It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Thanks for listening. To, yeah. Thanks for
0: attending my rant.
1: <laughs> but and, and, and it's really uplifting. <laughs> but Thank it, you.
0: I'm glad to be that voice.
2: Be the voice of reason. <laughs> um, all things put aside, though, like the no matter what happens, what edicts judges hand down, what the what the crazy activists say on the street corner, um, human life needs to be protected, and come what may, we're going to stand to protect it. And hopefully, it won't take another fifty years. But if it does, well, we're going to commit to it.
0: We're never going away.
2: Nope, they can't get rid of us.
0: <laughs> no. Any final thoughts, Anna? <laughs> um, I don't
1: think so. Okay. I'm,
0: we don't have time for you to rant.
1: No. I, I think you did it enough for okay. all of I've, us. I'm sorry.
0: I've monopolized your time. I'm sorry. Just another privileged Just white man. Just sending people uh, out
1: into the weekend yeah. on a really positive note.
0: <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> and on that note, have a wonderful weekend. Join us again next week where I'm sure we'll have updates and all the other craziness that will no doubt next transpire. Next
1: Is a a Faith in Life episode.
0: Oh, well, I'm wrong. You are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks for listening.